0: Welcome to the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Matt Dice, joined as always with by Scott Sturman. Today we have special guest Captain Chad Lorth from Iowa Great Lakes Outdoors. Chad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your guide service that you run over here. You do it year round.
1: Yep, yep, we do it year round. So we're we're. Uh... Iowa Great Lakes Outdoors, we're located in Milford, Iowa, that's at least where my wife and I reside, and she's, she owns half the business too, for
0: you guys that are looking to start one of these, they gotta own half,
1: okay, I'm telling you, they gotta own half. But but anyway, she owns half the business, um, our kids get involved with it as well, our son actually helps us on occasion guide when he's home, and we like having him because he's really good with customers. Um, we guide year round, uh, we're full service uh, when it comes to uh, open water and uh, ice fishing, uh, pretty much all you need to do when you book a trip with us is just hop in the boat or hop on the snowmobile and as long as you've got clothing appropriate for the weather uh, we'll take you out and uh, get you into fish so it's kind of a, a pretty good time and and uh, you know that's that's the long and short story of it but there's always a story so.
2: Oh, always. How long have you been doing it Chad?
1: So we, we started uh, our business in 2012 um, and the first year I only did three guide trips, so pretty discouraging, okay. Uh, Now, this is, uh, you know, several years later, we're up to uh, 80 to 90 trips a year, and uh, we're kind of at a point where I've had to hire some folks to at least help us with our winter trips. Um, We also sub out uh, some work to some of the other local guides in the area, and of course the other guides do that too. We all kind of work together, so, uh, you know, we've kind of grown from, Something that wasn't very good or it seemed like when we first started to to something that's having some success, which is pretty cool. Yep. Lots of fun.
2: And you do have a a regular job also?
1: i got a regular job. I'll be honest, there's a lot of people in the fishing industry that have other jobs. They just, you you, got to have it. There's there's some folks that, you know, are uh, 100% full-time into it. Uh, the fishing industry is not an easy way to make a living. So if you're not into working hard uh, and you want to be a guide or a professional angler, it's probably better rethink that career choice because you got to work hard. That's so. why I'm going
2: to do podcasts. <laughs> that's awesome. You guys got a great <laughs> yeah, one. So you know you.
0: You yeah. can be a bad fisherman, but a good podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can talk about how good of a fisherman hey, hey, listen, you are. Listen, and we good. were
1: out on the lake today. Don't let these guys kid you. They're pretty good. I mean, I, they bent the rod several times. I'm over there trying to tie my jig. Can't even see the thing. So.
0: <laughs> well, you're drilling holes for us. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's
1: true. You put the old guy to do that. Yep, so. yep.
0: Yeah, I, we were able to get out today over here at Okoboji. It was a good time. Uh, weather wasn't really that great. Kind of had some snowy Weather at least it wasn't blowing thirty miles per hour like it has been or yeah. negative temperatures. Yeah, you had a kid in there. Um, how do you like as a guide attack those days where it is kind of a
1: so bad yeah.
0: weather kind of yeah.
1: deal? Well, you guys heard me today. I mean, I don't <laughs> tough days like this when you get weather. This was actually kind of nice yeah, and, uh,
0: today. To, yeah,
1: uh, but those below zero days it's really tough. So what I like to do, and I'm just going to talk specifically ice fishing because that's uh, kind of where we're at. Um, with ice fishing, uh, I try and run multiple uh, portable flip over shacks. Um, that allows us to move folks around a little bit with what we can do on those super tough cold days. Um, Cause you can't always have success going out and drilling one or two holes as we know today yeah. <laughs> and think that you're gonna catch fish. And customers always have an expectation of catching some fish, um, but we're also about having fun in our guide service and then also teaching people And so sometimes these tough days, you know, when we got to move people around to deal with those conditions, we use that as an opportunity to educate those customers on uh, kind of the challenges of ice fishing, how to overcome them and have success, which is what we do in our our guide service. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, a challenge some days, as you all noted with your question. But, uh, you know, we like to move around a little bit. Today you guys kind of saw we... We move kind of fast, but yeah. can't always move that fast when when uh, you got shacks and stuff to, to move around. But uh, but that really is the key to just try and cover some ice, and that's how we overcome it. So,
2: right on. What what is your favorite lake to fish over here? <laughs> my favorite
1: lake. Um, you personally, not necessarily. Okay. okay, so well, my favorite lake is West Okaboji, and that's just because um, you can cover uh, short distance and a lot of water at the same time and come across up to seven different species on that lake i mean you guys fished it no i mean on any given day like i I get calls from customers all the time and they call me up and like i only want to catch northern pike okay and i'm like okay well we can do that and we will but i can't guarantee you're only going to catch a (laughs) northern pike Uh, Because on any given weed line on West Okaboji, what do we catch, guys?
2: Uh, Bluegills, 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 crappies, some off largemouth, yeah, yeah. yeah, So,
1: so I mean, to me, I kind of take pride as a guide in those multi-species days because it it is a true reflection of what we have for quality fishery here, which is pretty neat. And customers kind of, you know, they pick that up and they see that and they're like, yeah, you know, you're right. So. But that's why I like West of Okabojis because you can catch a lot of different species.
0: Yeah, and that multi species thing is nice because you just never know what you're going to hook into. I mean, you can be I mean, you see pictures that you post on your guide page a lot of the times. You're out there fishing for bluegills and somebody pulls in a 19 inch smallmouth. I mean, just. Just to do that on panfish here, just yeah, a it, heck of it is cool pretty flight. fun.
1: But you know, I, I'm always looking at your page, and I'm like, "Well, where's he at
2: in the background?" I'm trying to zoom in because he's always got these giant largemouth or smallmouth.
0: Well, that's so. just 'cause hold him up to the camera closer. <laughs> yeah. Get him to the camera closer. <laughs> those,
2: those are farm ponds, and then he brings <laughs> them them over here and yep, yep, it's it's bogey in the background. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. No, Noah. Uh, what? So what made you decide? You know, obviously, you know, you kind of thought. Yeah, I think I'd like to be a guide. You know, what made you finally pull the trigger? You know, okay. just, just pure love of fishing and thought, so, you know
1: so kind of a So this is a kind of a serious thing. Um, me and my brother, we're gonna, our dream was to own a resort together. That was our dream. And then life changed for him. He's no longer with us. And I was like, I still want to do this, but I can't do it in Iowa. Raising two kids, i got a wife that's got a professional career. I have a professional regular job. So guiding was kind of a good fit because I loved to fish and, uh, you know, cut my teeth uh, fishing in Minnesota as a youngster, um, you know, taking those week, uh, week-long vacations up to the Alexandria area, which is a lot of folks know that area in terms of the quality of fishing it's got and uh, just love to fish. And so when we moved down here, uh, you know, our life was right with our kids' ages where they were you know, doing things on their own, and I could actually, you know, they were getting out of high school and going into college, and that was a good time to say, okay, you know, I can start a business. And that's the way we approach it as a business, and, uh, you know, so my brother and I, you know, we're still kind of living that dream on, even though he's not with us anymore, to, to guide, and... It's really, it is really fun. It's a lot of work, guys, but I got all kinds of good stories, so it's it's a lot right. of fun. So well, we
2: we went Nate right before this, and yeah, just to yeah. hear some of the stories. Well, that I got
1: have. some good ones, believe me. We'll, we'll <laughs> hopefully get in a couple. Yeah, yeah, today, yeah, so,
2: yeah, you so. got you. If, if uh, anything reminds you of a good story, just start shooting. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, where
0: did, so where did you grow up then?
1: So so uh, I'm originally an Iowan, just like, okay. like you guys. So I'm originally no. in Minnesota. Oh. <laughs> north of the border. Oh, okay. A mile north yeah, of the, yeah. border. Know, north the border. Listen, <laughs> okay. okay, we're still going to pick on you for that, all right? But, uh, originally, I'm from Sioux City, and through my life, I've lived all a lot of different places. So I've gone from Sioux City to Ames to... Parnell, Iowa, back to Polk City, Iowa, uh, to Faribault, Minnesota, to Cook and Tower, Minnesota, back to Faribault, up to Little Falls, Minnesota, and here we are in Milford, Iowa, and we're probably going to be here a while. Wow. <laughs> yep, well,
0: that's so, good. Yeah. Way up there in northern Minnesota, than if you were up in Tower. Hey, eh, yes, eh? <laughs> <laughs> where's, where's
2: Little Falls? Little Falls.
0: South of Brainerd. South of
2: Brainerd, Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Between St. Cloud. International and Falls. Think it yeah, I've been there the too. Board. In fact, I got a story about that. So when we were living in, when I was up in Cook, I was a, I was up there for for work, and my my wife uh, and the kids came up, and they were way little. Okay, so we're like, you know, this is before all this stuff with passports at the border and stuff, so you could cross, you know, go to go to the, the crossing and get in, and so we. We're like, you know, the kids are crabby today. There's not a lot for them to do in northern Minnesota at that time of year, especially when it's like 30 below. So we're like, we're going to drive up to Saint Francis across the border, of International Falls there. So we go through the border, and uh, you know, the kids are hungry, and so we go to this McDonald's up there, and we get in there. You guys know what kids do; they they, they tend to throw a fit, right? Mm-hmm. Our kids start throwing a fit in this McDonald's restaurant. And I'm just like biting my tongue, like, "Come on, kids, just just be good for us for a little bit here." And I'm thinking we are going to jail in Canada <laughs> with our kids because they're being naughty. So so anyway, it was a long day, but uh, you know, it it's way up north and uh, it's kind of a fun place. It's just a different different world, different winter than what we're used to. But but if you haven't gone there, I, I encourage you. It's pretty neat. So.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've been up to Ely before. Oh yeah. Up to the Boundary Waters. Yeah. So.
2: I've never been north of Minneapolis. Well, <laughs>
0: I can understand why you stopped there.
2: <laughs> There's lots to do. Yeah, no, no. I've, I've never fished Minnesota. I, I want to fish Minnesota. I want to get up there, but just haven't had the opportunity yet, so hopefully. Well,
1: we hopefully. got this guy from Minnesota here, and he's not taking us to his secret his secret sugar holes. You that's, know?
2: that's what I'm saying.
0: Well, we're not that good of friends yet. I mean, we're <laughs> friends, but just not that good of friends. You know, there's there's some things you share, and there's just some things you don't. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, how about up in the Alexandria area? What lakes do you?
1: So, my favorite lake in the in the Alexandria area is Lake Ida. Okay, um, yeah. You know, I fished Carlos uh, as well and Miltona. Uh, great, great yeah. lake, great musky lake. Um, lake Ida is kind of you know I grew up on that lake for the most part. You yeah. know, just because we vacationed up there so much, you know, in the summer and then the fall. And then once the kids and I and Lisa moved north, um, you know, it was weird because we lived a block off the Mississippi River and I spent tons of time fishing smallmouth there. But I always took several trips over to the Alexandria area. Um, and it's funny because she never complained about those trips because she was always along with us. But it was the ones to Mille when I went by myself <laughs> Three to four sure. days a week sometimes that the bait bill and the gas bill would catch up with you. Yeah. But, but Lake Ida is a great, great lake. It yeah. is. Uh, I
0: like I fish that a couple times. Yeah. Like when we go up there every summer for two weeks, I always try to get out and fish a few of those lakes. So. I'm always
1: uh, envious when I see your pictures on Facebook. It looks yeah, like you and your wife have a great time. It is.
0: It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a good, like, you know, up there you can go, you put more gas in the boat than you do the truck in from lake to lake up there sometimes. Oh, yeah.
2: So. Yep,
1: yep. So my wife likes Lake Ida because the wineries and wineries, yeah.
2: I think that might be part we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. yeah. both know it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. What, what got you started fishing? Um, always, always always did with your dad? Yeah, or?
1: well, so my dad. So my dad's originally from Moville, Iowa, and he's a bullhead guy when he grew up. <laughs> 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 whose, whose dads weren't. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right there no, Yeah, <laughs> You know, they're bullheads, yellow bellies, why not? Um, but anyway, he... Uh, he got us vacationing up in the Alexandria area as, as young as a young family that he had at the time. And, you know, we started out camping in this canvas tent and, you know, we'd stay in that thing for a week and, you know, you just dreaded the rain and stuff. But uh, but my dad was the one that really got me into it and uh, you know, he still fishes today and, and uh you know, I let him know though that he's not the king when it comes to, to walleyes anymore like, like he used to
2: be so Well, the way you were making it sound is that maybe your son's kind of dethroning you too.
1: Yeah, he is dethroning me. I just got a call from him that him and Mark finished fifteenth at the Yellow Bass Bonanza today, and and, which uh, is
0: out of what? uh, How many teams? Three (laughs) hundred. They did pretty good. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I I
1: messaged him this morning. So we, you know, these guys. uh, The the weather was bad here in the lakes, and uh, you guys had it over over west too. And the the last time I fished that tournament. Um, we had weather just like this, and I had a good feeling for the guys this morning, so I messaged Mark, and I told him, I said, you know, and I'm not his dad, by the way, because he's a great angler, but uh, anyway, I said, you know, good luck, told him, you know, this is. I just had a good feeling about it for him today, yeah. because Cam and I placed fourth in that tournament a few years ago, and, uh, you know, it was great, it was just, it was a great tournament, uh, 50 teams less at the time, but we had this exact day where it was just, you know, blowing, snowing, couldn't see. You know, you saw I had ski goggles on this morning. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was I bought those because that tournament I didn't, and my friend Chris Crawl uh, uh, beat us to kind of one of the key areas that we were going to fish because he had ski goggles <laughs> that day and he could go faster <laughs> on his snowmobile. So, so it was one of those days, but I was happy for the guys. They did Cam did pretty good over there and Mark
0: did too. So. That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome to hear. I, it's a pretty cool tournament that they put on over there too i've never been there we've talked about fishing it yeah, before but yeah, what just better. never really pulled
2: the trigger to go do it
1: yeah it's it's pretty fun i'd encourage you to check it out and any of your listeners too it's really an awesome tournament for iowa
2: yeah i you know the thing if you if that is a tournament you're thinking about doing you got to get signed up so far in advance yep you S- know
1: slots fill up fast kevin paul does a great job running that tournament but when kevin puts out that he's taking registrations Get registered because you may not get in. Uh, it's a really sought after uh, tournament by, by anglers. A so.
2: lot of great prizes. I saw yep. that Eskimo donated fifty pistol bits, I think it was. Something like that. That's a, uh, lot. It was That's a, a lot of augers. It was a big number and I, I looked through the prizes. There was you know, a lot of shacks, a lot of XLARs, a lot of yep. a lot of flashers, that yeah. And, and and flighted tournament, you know, not just for the top five right, or the right. ten. You know they, what I mean? Yeah. 85th gets a prize and, you know, 110th gets a prize and that, you know, even if you're not a spectacular angler and don't feel like you can compete with some of these big dogs that are there, you still got a chance at, at winning something there. Yep,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the neat part about that tournament. So. Yep. Yeah. Do you do much tournament fishing? So I do, I do some. Um, I have not done a lot of open water tournaments. In fact, I, I fished my first open water tournament uh, this year with with Chris. Fished up the, the local tournament up on Lake Sarah, and, uh, you know, that was a walleye tournament. Um, one Chris and I want to forget about because we didn't fish too well. We had them dialed in really good the day before, but that's tournament fishing.
0: Um, it's, I, it's Southwest Minnesota Lake is Fishing. Is that the Southwest fishing Minnesota, Minnesota yep. Fishing Club yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. They're here. Those those small lakes sometimes, it's, you could be on them one day, and the next day they're completely gone. Yep.
1: Well, I learned that, and I'd never fished Lake Sarah before, <laughs> so I'd done some pre-fishing with Chris up there you know, uh, the, that during the summer and it was really good fun lake. but, uh, but I do, uh, just some local ice fishing tournaments. Um, you know, it, uh, with guiding, you have to kind of make a choice and, um, you know, I'm not old, but, uh, you know, I am going to probably lean towards fishing some more tournaments the next couple you know, two, three, four years. Uh, the NAIFC uh, event that came here this year, uh, was a pretty fun event to fish. Uh, I'd encourage you guys to participate in that. Yeah. Uh, they welcome newcomers. Um, it's a great thing for Okaboji, and uh, the NAFC tournament circuit is is really the, I call it the elite for for I, the ice angling community. But the cool part about it is it's open to anybody. So you know, I, I'd encourage anybody that wants to try tournament fishing. That's a great circuit to fish. But there's a lot of a lot of other smaller tournaments I've, I've participated in, but. Uh, but no, um, not as strong a tournament background when it comes to the ice angling or open water. Um, you know, I just, I've fished in fishing clubs a lot, um, fished as an adult for a very long time. And, uh, you know, run the guide service doesn't really allow you a lot of time to fish tournaments um, because you have to be available to customers and be committed to that guide service schedule for the year. So, right,
2: yeah, when you when you decide that you're going to fish a tournament that weekend, that's yep, potential yep. customers you're turning away. And.
1: Yep, exactly. And the other thing, too, that, I, and, and you guys know this, I mean, you both have families. So you got we all have to balance fishing around family. And yeah. family comes first. And so you got to block those vacations out when you're running a business and working a job, you know, with family. So that's a priority there, too. So, you know, tournament angling, for me, kind of takes that back seat. Um, but uh, I think it, you know, as I get used to the schedule a little bit more um, and we get maybe some more help during the open water season um, I'll be able to participate in some of that a little bit and that and and I you know look I, I had a good time at the ones I fished this last year I mean they're super fun to fish at a competitive level level it's uh, it's a good time so
0: yep. how many guide trips do you do a year
1: uh, between 80 and 90 um, you know depending on the year um, like this year is an example uh, you know I'll just talk about our winter season to date so it started off really slow, and then I did a lot of pre-fishing for NAFC up to three weeks preparing for that event. Um, so I didn't really advertise a lot. You know, we had good ice, but we didn't. That My first day on the ice was November 27th. I didn't really publicize that because we had thin ice at yeah. that time. But but I was out on, on a good solid four inches, uh, caught some fish, nothing great. But, uh, you know, as you guys know, our ice season really kind of started off a little bit quick where we got ice and then all of a sudden she slowed down and yeah. winter wasn't really here and now now we got lots of winter so yeah. Yeah. um but uh today was day 47 for the yeah, season the ice. and we've booked a lot of trips this last uh two and a half weeks so i've got a fairly busy weekend schedule uh pretty much every weekend through like the second weekend of march right now
0: so and like late ice coming up here in the next few months that's it really gets really good out here on the yeah Lakes. Yep,
1: yeah, it does so what, what I do too like so I don't run a lot of late ice trips with customers um, you know I'll, I'll so about that second weekend of March I'll, I'll be done t- yeah. taking bookings and the primary reason I, I, I don't is because as you guys know the ice conditions can change so fast that time of year and I've been out on some late ice where it's really good in the morning and by the afternoon yeah you better be getting off so yeah. Um, it's just kind of unpredictable, but, uh, the, the, the quality of fishing we have that time of year is amazing. Well, it's a
0: Um, safety factor. Yep. Safety factor. You don't want to put any of your clients in any. Our customers come first, you
1: know, their safety. Um, you know, not to say that I don't practice safety because the folks that fish with me know I do. Yep. Um, especially the folks that you kind of got a taste of that today with our regular crew, they know that that's like first with us all the time and no, no, uh, I mean, I don't get complacent about it. Um, but uh, that late ice period, i I love targeting uh, crappies that time of year. Uh, a lot of I, I don't keep a lot of fish, a lot of catch and release, so I and you guys are too like that. Yep. And so yep. but yeah, great great time of year. so
0: would do you prefer to guide open water over <laughs> ice fishing more, or you just like them? Pretty um, equal? It,
1: the open water stuff is easier, way easier, okay. The the hard water stuff is it's work. Uh, I mean, yeah. you saw me today lugging oh, a yeah. shack around, and and uh, you know that that's like that every day when you're guiding. Um, you know, you've got to get up early, get everything out there, get it set up, hope the fish stay, and after you get everything set up, and not have to do a big move. In fact, I you know I ran a uh, trip here. This has been three weeks ago now. I uh, had a father and son with me. Set up. We were fishing in Emerson Bay and the bite just didn't pan out. It looked good in the dark when I got everything set up on the flasher. I had fish. I mean, it was it was looking like it was going to be a good day. And by 9.30, I was like, yeah, we need to move. And then you asked about those difficult days. Yeah, the wind was blowing like 30 miles an hour out of the south, and it was below zero wind chills. Um, so we had to do a big move across the bay. Uh, knock on wood that 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 we did that because it ended up being a successful day. But so I love ice fishing, but the work in it is, is not as fun as the open water because it's just easier to move around in open yeah. water versus ice. So,
2: and today, you know, when we were out fishing with you at, at the very end, when we were packing up everything, I said to Matt, I'm like, this style of fishing is hard on gear. And you know, one thing that I noticed right away about you is you're not okay with a decent bite. You know, you're, yep. you're going, I mean, yep. you, you will keep hopping until you find a good bite. And, you know, I suppose that's just from having customers, you know, your drive to want to put your customers on good bites. And
1: yeah, yeah and, and then it's a personal thing for me, too, because, um, you know, we're, it's the challenge of, of finding those fish. And it amazes me at how much ice we have on a lake. It could be any particular lake. And if you show up the lake and there's like 10 shacks over there on the west side, where's everybody go first?
2: Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I'm going the other direction. I'm going yep. east because yep.
1: I know that there's probably going to be a better bite somewhere. And so if I can find that better bite and put our customers on it, great. But even if I don't have customers, I just love the aspect of the chase. Yeah. Um, because it's very satisfying to find that, that undrilled ice, and that first drop down there, kaboom! Good fish, yeah. and we we caught some fair fish today. I mean, yeah, some of those bluegills yeah. were really yeah. pretty. You caught
0: that that one that you caught it was it was pretty right? nice. <laughs> it was <a> tank. <laughs> It was pretty nice. That was that, a good one. Uh,
1: but that's the fun part about it for me. So
0: yeah, it is always kind of fun to find. I think we talked about this earlier when we were eating about just finding your own fish.
2: Yep, yep. You
0: know, it's just. I think sometimes that's what people miss when it comes to ice fishing is. The fact that oh they must just be biting at this part of the lake because that's where everybody is and you know sometimes that's what people do but it's not about going by the crowd sometimes it's better if you get you know 300 yards away from the crowd people might look at you like what the heck is this guy doing but it's like you might be the one that gets on them and
2: we've all had those days where you go off by yourself and you know like you said first jig down the hole and fish comes up and meets you and it's just like. Oh yeah. And it's this, gonna be a good day. This is something. Yeah.
0: Yep. Something pretty cool about your with the guiding too is that, you know, taking a lot of families out. Yep. So you probably get to experience a lot of people like a lot of kids first catch and stuff like that. So that's gotta be pretty neat. Y- yeah,
1: it is. And and uh, you know, I like um, I've always been a guy that believes you gotta earn your way. And so I get kids that come in the boat with their families and I do everything I can as a guide to help them, okay? But I want them to be successful on their own mm-hmm. so that they can appreciate the fact that they, they did the work, they had the success, and they can enjoy that success on other outings. And, and to me, that's the fun part about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I had a kid this last year with his dad that came up, and he had never really caught a, a big largemouth bass. And uh, so we had pan panfish, and everybody knows how that bite can get in July, where it's really good, like first couple hours in the morning and it just really slowed down and um so i I suggested maybe we go cast some jigs for bass and you don't normally take a 12 year old kid to do that but i never back away from a challenge ever okay i'm not afraid to let them whip them things by i mean we'll be ducking down to the boat they're gonna cast on their own do all this stuff and we got on this bite on hiawatha point um this past summer, it just had a really good deep weed line that came off of there. I don't normally fish Hiawatha a lot on west Okaboji, And we just got in a spot on the spot and it was amazing. Um, but if you were in the back of the boat, you were gonna catch them. So, so the kid's dad was in the back of the boat and I was up, up in the front with, with this young man and uh, knew where these fish were kind of set up after, because I had caught one first. And I told him, I said, just, okay, I want you to start kind of fan casting from left to right and just let it fall, you know, do a, a 15 count, you know, because the weeds were up, and that was about putting it on top of the weeds. And and so he made several casts, and I just told him, you know, you got to pay attention to the detail a little bit and keep working at it. And as soon as I said that did the next cast, he, he hooked into this, this fish. It was a 20-inch largemouth. Five, mm. five and a quarter pounds. Biggest bass he'd ever caught. Only bass he'd ever caught that size. So really cool kind of experience to see. So yeah, start him
0: off right. Yeah, uh, yep. That's, that's kind of what it is like when I take those guys fishing all the time. <laughs> oh, I, It's like I always got to tell them, I'll do everything but hook your fish for you. It's like, yeah. you want me to hook it in hand know, I was, the
1: was I, I watched you guys, though. It looked like he was carrying you <laughs>
2: today. I mean, he, that he was. rod has been he all was. the time. No. Or, or he, he does. Did. When
0: it comes to ice fishing, now, I just don't think he ever takes the fish off his hook. I think he just acts like he throws it back down there and just, so oh. you know, same, so that
1: explains tried. why he had a wet sleeve yeah. with the jig oh, yeah. on the bottom yeah. of the yeah. hole, and he yeah. just had the rod bent. So yeah.
2: open <laughs> water, Matt is—he's a guide for me. I—I I don't. I hey, mean, I it, see, this guy's no
1: slouch. I'm telling
2: you. I, I, open water. Oh yeah, oh, I, I, I'm a, I, best I, open water I, fisherman I've. Have person, you got an invite? I haven't. I—I I do get invites. Jeez, I rank low. <laughs> well, we're <worried> usually <laughs> so you're out
0: there by the time I get out there, anyways. So. Well, we're a
2: little bit worried that you know. We invite you, and all of a sudden, you're going to charge us for oh, it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, oh, no. no I, That's should be, God, be, right? I should be paying you. <laughs> no.
0: uh, so tell us about some of the staffs that you are on. You're with Okay, clam. So,
1: yep, so I started out on Clam staff, and then that same season I got on with Bexlar, uh, Corey Studer, and the, and the great guys up there. Uh, Kevin Paul, I've got to give a shout-out to Kevin. Uh, he's been a, a great mentor to help me kind of navigate some of that uh, in the beginning, and then more recently, JT uh, Outdoor Products, uh, Chad Cummings. Give a shout out to him and Chris Grandard uh, for for basically giving me the opportunity to be on that staff because that's not an easy one to get on. Um, but uh, love love the products that we use, and and those are really the only three brands that that we represent at this time is is Clam and Vexlar and, and JT, and and I'll be honest. Uh, you know, that, that side of the fishing industry, a lot of folks don't realize it, um, you know, when you get on as promotional staff, okay, promotional staff, okay, that, you notice I'm emphasizing yeah. that. You're there to represent a product as professionally as you can uh, in a good light. You know, you don't want to be in the bar, you know, falling over drunk in your clam jersey, uh, puking your guts out on the floor. Not not That's not professional. No. Yeah. Um so you, you wanna, you know, really represent those companies to the best of your ability, promote their products, um, help people with their stuff, um, you know, and uh, and just enjoy it because the the teams that comprise those companies and their promotional staff, you learn a ton from the people that are on those staffs. Um, you know, you're part of the, the fish addictions, you know, group there a little bit, and, and you've met some really great people. And and that really is what help, has helped me uh, as a a person and as an angler to move ahead in the fishing industry is is making those contacts and learning from those other folks and that to me that's the neat part about it
2: now not only are you on the promotional staff with jt but you also sell the fishing rods yes so
1: i actually uh we uh, each each staff person uh with the jt business model we're all uh, you know, individual little business owners within that company uh, representing their product and selling their product uh, uh, as as basically anglers. So, um, you know, if you're looking for JT rods, you can get them through myself or any other staffer for that matter. You can also order them online. And uh, the great part about it is that if, like locally, like you two, um, if you want to try a rod, um, I have, have them in the boat. Come on, hop in with me, uh,
2: you know. No charge. Let's go fishing. You can try one out. You don't say that because pretty soon no one's going to be doing your guide trip. I want to test out one of those JT rods. <laughs> so Chad. I put I put a time limit on it an hour. <laughs> in fact,
1: it's, but that's a good point. So like I did this deal this last summer. Uh, it was uh, you know uh, basically fish with JT for a night, and so I just took a couple people out for a couple hours, and they got to try the different rods that I had in the boat, the long rods, and I would do the same for ice fishing um, because I enjoy meeting people and we had a great time and those guys they let me tell you they set the hook on some fish uh levi marks he no longer lives here but uh he was a a teacher at Okaboji, and he uh he called me up and said hey i want to want to participate in this so we went out there and did some bass fishing in emerson and and had a good time but the great part about that is that you get to try the product it's kind of like you know you go to the car lot you get to drive your car right Mm -hmm. the same deal you get it you know with with the staffers if they have a ride and you want to try it call them up Talk to them about it, and you know they they would be willing to help you out with it. So, uh, pretty pretty cool from that standpoint. You're not just buying it off the shelf, and don't really you think it feels great in the shop, but then you go out on the lake, and it's like, well, oh, this wasn't really what I was looking for. Yeah. So, that's what I love about it.
0: Now, tell us, you got kind of a cool title as far as being a captain. Yep. Yeah. they what goes into being a captain as far as, like, with your guiding and everything?
1: Okay, so um, what the, the captain's license is, um, there's uh, basically a couple types that you'll see in the upper Midwest. You have the Great Lakes license, and then you have the, the, the uh, inshore. That's what I've got um, because we don't operate on the Great Lakes. And it's basically the, the six-pack operator of Uninspected Passenger Vehicles, OUPV. So what that means is that um, it's it's a professional uh, credential uh, that basically I've tested for, um, not just uh, by taking an exam, but it also involves uh, a medical exam and a drug test. And then uh, I'm allowed to take up to six people uh, for hire in our boat. Uh, Now, our boat, of course, only holds six. That's a capacity. So, you know, for me, it's five five passengers, Uh, and and that's for hire. So uh, because they're paying me, I felt that that was uh, kind of a a professional credential that we needed to get in our business. Um, If you ask me how easy it is, um, it's not so easy to get. Um, There's a little bit of a cost to it. But if there's anybody that thinks they want to do that, I mean, around here locally, I'd be more than happy to talk with them about it. Because um, it is a, a really great learning experience and, uh, you know, pretty cool to, to, to go through that process. So, on,
2: on something like that, is that a one and done? Or do you have to you, take continuing education <laughs> um, classes? Or? So,
1: so every five years, I'll have to renew the credential. Okay? Okay. Do not let that credential expire.
0: Kind of like a teaching license. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to renew that thing, yeah. right? um, so so you'll want to renew it um, when when the time comes. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have to retest. I will tell you the test is not so easy. Uh, the the coursework. I actually did mine online and then took the testing over in Sioux Falls. Uh, but uh, you know when you do things online, um, you tend to kind of drag your feet and getting through them the a lot of those courses are offered over a period of like two weekends okay. um so you know but there's cost with that too i decided to do the online thing and then we tested over in sioux falls but but yeah it's it's basically a one and done for the most part unless you let it lapse so uh you still have to uh keep keep up your first aid and cpr that's required as part of the part okay. of it and then the other thing that is required is the the twit card which you get through Homeland Security, which is the Transportation Worker's Identification Card. Um, that's a prerequisite for that that license, and and that one's uh, renewable as well. So,
0: cool. Yeah, learning something new every day. Yeah,
1: that was a background investigation. Now, look, I, I I'm okay, but I was telling you if they dug way back, and I was like, <laughs> we don't know. Like in twelfth grade, I was gonna have trouble, but luckily <laughs> they didn't. So. <laughs>
0: Well, I think that's for all three of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when they say background check, we're like, "How far back do you go?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> Only about seven years for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Are you part of any other guide associations? Anything like that? Uh, there, just there... I,
1: I'm a member of the NPA, um, National Professional Anglers Association, and not because I'm a tournament pro, but because I'm a licensed captain. Um, you know, you can be a member of that that organization, which is a really good. Uh, organization for professionals in the fishing industry Um, you know whether you're a a charter captain uh, you know a tournament angler um, you know that's that's kind of the their professional accreditation organization
2: so pretty cool okay and so if if a listener wants to book you for a guide to uh, a guide trip facebook you got a website
1: yep so uh, the best way is probably to start is to through our website Uh, igloutdoors.com and uh, you can go there uh, under contact us and send us an email and then we can get in touch with you Uh, also we have a Facebook page uh, Instagram and then a Twitter account as well Uh, you can go to a live Facebook page feed on our website right there on the right hand side when you pull the website up and then you can uh, you can follow us there
0: so okay yeah, I always have people asking me, like, they come over to the lakes a lot, and they're like, oh, I have a son that loves to fish, but we don't have any of the equipment. I'm always telling them, get a hold, you know, get a hold of Chad. Yeah, get or, a, any guys or any guy. Or any of the guys. Yeah, like I said, any there's any a lot of good guys over there. Yep. Get a hold of those guys. It's a great way to get those kids out there and, you know.
2: How, how many people can you personally, well, you said that you will subcontract for say out yeah, with other yeah so
1: basically it's just a matter of calling uh the other guides you know uh doug burns the iowa guide service great guy um you know ne- i never hesitate to call doug if i need help a great exceptional wall angler ryan hale uh, with hale's guide service uh great great uh bass angler uh darren jones with big fin guide service work with darren a lot john campbell uh is is another excellent guide here uh, great tournament walleye experience, and, and John's got a great personality. John Grosner, um, you know, those are kind of the main ones that we work with. Rich Mankin has done some things here uh, more recently, especially with his uh, Okoboji Hardwater, his hard house business. Yeah, yep. um, you. know, I don't have a hard house personally uh, in our guide service. So anybody that asks that, a lot of times I just refer them straight to Rich. So, uh, but but everybody works together, and I think that's really. You know, what makes, uh, you know, what keeps everybody happy in the lakes is tourists that are coming here to fish is that, you know, if somebody calls us, we try and help them get in with somebody else um, because, you know, they're here and they want to fish. Yep. And, that, and that's really what Okaboji tourism is. I mean, that's the aspect of it when it comes to, to fishing that a lot of folks don't realize, uh, you know, we're, we all try and work together.
2: So. Yeah. But if, if somebody had a family of fourteen or something yep. like that, oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, <laughs> yep. you know, you could.
1: Yep. yep, I gotta call. I gotta call other people because I can't uh, can't fit everybody obviously in a in a capacity of six boat. But um, you can do it. You can. Yep, you can I can work get those that. set up. Yep. yep, get those set up, and and we do. So.
0: Yep. And a typical, you run half day trips, full day trips. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we run we run half day, and what I do, um, I don't do a lot of two trip a day stuff. Um, one, just because I, I like to keep my equipment really maintained. Um, two, I don't really have to do two trips. Um, I'll do them a day, to a day, but I, I prefer to do one, and I'll run four to six hours. And and the reason I do that is because um, there are days up here where you'll run that one trip for four hours, and you can have success, or you can strike out, and if I'm not having to run another trip I'll, I'll I'll give the customer a little bit more time especially if the bite's been tough because yeah. I want them to, to succeed yep. and uh, you know there's other days though um you know fish are I do not want to call it fish can make us all look good and all look bad yeah I can go from zero to hero and vice versa in seconds oh, yeah uh, or, or in a matter of an hour yeah uh, it, it just happens but uh, but we will go to every effort on that on that four
2: to six hour trip to, to help folks so you got any, you know, we're, we're kind of probably getting fairly close to the end here, but do you got any crazy stories, you know, somebody, some um, some client hooking a Big Northern or, you know, I- anything wild? Do you got anything wild for us?
1: Well, I wouldn't call it wild, but I'll, I got a couple that, I mean, just the usual. I mean, uh, you know, last year, so I had, so, so kind of one serious, one kind of like, yep, we've all seen that before, and then another one that you'll, we'll all probably get a laugh out of. So, um, you know, I had this, uh, this one trip last year where, you know, Ryan Hale, you know, he's always got such great advice for me when we talk. Uh, I consider him a great friend, and he told me, you're going to see a lot of stuff in your boat, okay? You're going to have people get sick and all this stuff. Well, last year was the first time I had, I had somebody get sick but it wasn't because of me it was because of the Okaboji store the night before they, they had a few bloody marys which i love their bloody marys too but but anyway i uh, got a little got a little seasick and then i had another another case this year where i had a little young guy got a little got a little uh, hot he, so he wasn't feeling well so we had to run him to shore um, but but i would say probably the funniest thing i've had happen in the boat so far i mean you know look there's all kinds of fishing stories and things but we all know kids and they're the way they look at life and everything. So we are up here actually, you know, on the north end of East Okoboji, and I'm looking for kind of a good bite uh, for some yellow bass. And, and we get into these perch, and they're not huge perch, but they're pretty good kids' fish. Well, you know, and we, we had had a little bit of a slow time, so I'm like, yep, we're going to bend the rods right here. So we start catching these perch, okay, and they're just right, right and left. And then they start getting into some better yellows, and we all know how many yellow bass you can catch yeah. on a given day in oh, this yeah. lake. And so they're swinging fish into me in the middle of the boat. I'm standing in the middle of a, middle on the main deck, and they're that you know that when I have customers get going, I usually have two on the back and then two up on the front on the bow. And they just will lift their fish and swing to me, and then I'll, I'll unhook them and throw them in the live well. Well, this little guy was like eight years old, and he he hooks into this fish, and his brother's got one, and I'm unhooking his fish. And as he's swinging his over to me, it flaps off and falls in the water. And he looks me dead in the eye and says, "Hey, mister, you need to get quicker on that net." <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you say? I mean, you, I mean, you can't make that up. No. I mean, so so I kindly smiled as his dad's like laughing in tears and I said, you know, uh, I I I won't say his name, but I said, little Jimmy here, buddy. I said, I will definitely get quicker on that net. So for the next eight fish, I had to pull out that net, and they were all like eight inchers. But but he was he was he was okay after that, knowing that sometimes they just get away. So
2: hey, Mister. (laughs) No, but I don't know, Matt. If you've got anything else, otherwise. Chad, if you've got anything else you want to no, I, throw hey, out there?
1: No, I just, hey, we had a good time today. Yeah, yeah guys, thanks like for this, having well, us. Well, right. hey, thank you for joining me. We need to do more of this. I keep telling him yeah. this. Cause, yeah, we do. Because, uh, you know, we gotta we got to help each other out when it comes to things with content and stuff. I mean, Matt Matt handles some stuff for, for uh, some of the companies, and... You know, it's not always easy taking selfies of yourself, and yep. and so uh, you know we'll get together again and do this.
2: So yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I really yeah, appreciate for being it. on yeah. here. Well, thank you. I'll, anytime you time. want me back, yeah. we can talk. Oh yeah, about yeah all definitely. Things. Maybe you know, we'll get a get the, a summer.
1: This is the best Dale and Brennan out there, believe me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> prestige worldwide. Prestige worldwide, yeah. right, buy, right
2: buy, here. Bye <laughs> bye 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 bye. No, I'll throw all Chad's uh, contact information, his website, and everything in the links on the videos and. Uh, yeah, if you guys are looking for a trip over here, we highly suggest Chad. We had a great time with him today. You will, too. So, yeah, if that's Yeah, that's and, if all, you,
1: and if I can't help you, I'll, I'll make sure you get in touch with one in the other right guy. direction. Yep.
2: All right. Yep. See you next week.
1: Yep.